Do you want to know the 20 camera settings that I use? Hi and welcome to episode 105 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. Before I go on, I need your help. I need your questions to answer. See, this is what my podcast is all about, answering your photography questions. So please get in touch with your question. And not only will I answer your question, but I will give you a lovely shout out on that episode, which is nice. Just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. Thank you. And I look forward to hearing from you. Here is the answer bit. The 20 camera settings that I use with my go-to Canon 6D and Canon 17-40mm to lens are... Well, I was going to list them out, but what I'll do is I shall just go through them one by one, save repeating myself. Okay? And before I do that, yep, I am still using my Canon 6D, and I have not found a reason to change yet. I mean, sure, if Canon were to send me a shiny new mirrorless camera lens combo, I might have to think about it. Just saying, Canon. Number one, camera mode AV. I choose the aperture, which is the most important thing for the photos that I take. The camera does the rest. File format, RAW. I always shoot in RAW, process in RAW, and only use JPEG when I'm sending photos out to clients or sharing them. If you take photos in JPEG, then editing is baked in at the time of image capture. Now, I want to do all the editing myself, so RAW all the way for me. RAW is RAW. There is virtually no processing applied to photos other than creating the actual RAW file that is. Now, I need to add to my script here that there's nothing wrong with JPEG, and if you're happy with JPEG, that's absolutely fine. It's just that you can do more with a RAW file, but I have to say the gap between JPEG and RAW, it is getting closer, and I can see a time when we don't need to do RAW because JPEG will be so good with all the processing tools and image capture stuff that we've got these days, okay? Okay, number three, AF on. Well, why why would you ever turn AF off? It's always on. I can't remember when I last manually focused. You should try it, actually, and see how you get on. Um, I'm not going to because I know it's it's so difficult and so easy with AF. So, um, yeah, happy with that bit of tech. Number four, ISO 100. I use the lowest base ISO for the highest quality and minimum noise and other bad stuff. That simple, really. Five, aperture f8. Now, this is my go-to aperture, giving me the sharpest images and enough depth of field. And virtually no optical errors, which is also nice. Six, shutter speed. Well, this is determined by the camera, to be honest with you. My camera's normally on a tripod, so this isn't an issue to me, and that's the point about AV mode. So I set my ISO at 100, I set my aperture to f8, and the shutter speed is whatever the shutter speed is. doesn't matter. I'm photographing things that aren't moving. If you're photographing things that are moving, it matters to you. It's just, it depends what you're doing. And as I said, this is the camera settings that I use for my photography, okay? Seven, metering mode, evaluative. Now, this is the default metering mode on the Canon 6D, and it works just fine, always has done. So, yeah, no real need to change. Focus mode, one shot. I'll come on to that in a minute. Drive mode, 10 second self timer. Yes, I use this when my camera's on a tripod to absolutely eliminate any movement of the camera to get the sharpest photos that I can. 10. Auto bracketing. I take three photos. The first, a correct exposure, one two stops underexposed, and one two stops overexposed. I merge these together in Lightroom to get one image, and this all happens automatically using the settings I have just mentioned. So, self timer, 
with one shot set and it takes three photos. And it doesn't make sense really, does it? Why would it take three photos? All I know is that it does. And it takes them one after the other immediately. So you're getting the same thing and the same light as much as you can do. And yes, I actually checked my camera and made sure that these things were actually what I do, just to be sure. See, I do put some some effort into this. Number 11, white balance. Ooh, pitchforks at the ready. Auto white balance. I'm shooting in raw so I can sort it in Lightroom later. People will say I'm a bad person for doing this, but it saves me time and it saves my client time and it has never caused me a problem. Okay, I must stop doing okay because I never used to do it and now I've started doing it for some reason. Picture style, standard. Now, I get the same results every time using this standard style and there's no reason to change from it. Uh, if you check out a previous episode, I think I've gone through... Um, the picture styles and what they are on a Canon 6D. I feel the need again to apologise for everything being Canon 6D related, but that's what I use. So um, I'd rather tell you what I actually do and know based on my experiences rather than just do a Google search or something then read it out to you. Auto lighting optimizer. I found that when I was going through the menu. Um, I've never used this. It's always been off. Again, I want to do all the adjustments myself. I don't want the camera making decisions about stuff like that. Color space, sRGB. On the Canon 6D, you have the choice of sRGB or Adobe RGB. To keep it simple, all you need to know here is that I use sRGB and I do believe that you should as well. GPS on. Now, GPS on the Canon 6D is a dead handy thing. The locations I take the photos at appear in the Lightroom map module, which is really cool. And it's actually really, really useful. It's probably more useful than it might sound. And when I'm on my way somewhere, if I see something interesting that I'm going to take a photograph of, the GPS records where it was. And it's great. Just dead handy to have. Shows you where you've been taking photos. And when I've been on holiday, just does the same thing. It's just brilliant. So if you ever forget where you took a photo, well, you won't if you use GPS, if your camera's got it back button focus on all i'm going to say here is that i've signed the af on button on the back of my canon 6d so i focus using that and the shutter release button takes the photo this works for me and it's probably one for an episode all on its own number 17 image stabilization well, i haven't got it on the canon 6d and i haven't got it on the canon 17 to 40 millimeter lens I've got it on my 70 to 200, which I use every now and then for a, a very close-up shot. That's how old and basic my gear is. And do you know what? I've never had it, and I don't miss it. You don't miss what you've never had, do you? Number 18, focal length. Well, 17 millimeters. And I tend to take most of my photos using 17 millimeters. It's not a thing. It's just what I do. I like shooting wide, and this is always my starting point. It's wide enough to be flattering to buildings and to spaces, but it's not too wide that it's exaggerating things and making things look deceptively larger. Tripod slash L bracket. Now I take every photo that I can on a tripod and I use a universal L bracket so I can quickly change from portrait to landscape orientation and back again. Again, my preference, what I like to do. You don't have to do it, but I suggest you try it and just see how you get on with it. Loop viewer. Well, I'm getting old, so I've got a loop viewer that which magnifies my Canon 6D's LCD screen, and it also shades it from the sun. Okay, so those are the camera settings that I use. Next, um, what do I do? Well, I think I covered that, haven't I? The talky bit. Well, I've said a lot about camera settings, and I want to make this point. My camera settings work for me. What I use has evolved over the years, and I've also spent a lot of time finding the best settings for the photography that I 
do. And these settings work for my commercial stuff, which is the architectural, construction and real estate photography. And they also work for my travel photography and also my landscape photography and for my personal stuff. So I'm happy with them. They work for me. And what you need to do is to find the set of camera settings that work for you. Another thing I want to get over to you is that I rarely change anything. I concentrate on what I'm taking a photo of rather than the camera settings. Now, this might sound a bit boring, but I think this comes with time and experience. You know, when you're starting out, it's great fun just changing everything and doing this, that and the other and trying out every feature. It's all good and fine, but to get the best photos you can, you're probably better off concentrating on what you're photographing. I mean, I've said this many times, but you obviously have to get the technical side of taking photos sorted. You've got to get what you want in focus. You've got to get the correct depth of field. You've got to get the exposure bang on. Of course, you have to do these things. But the quicker you work out how to do this and settle on a way of working, the quicker you can concentrate on the content of your photos rather than be changing things on your camera. Now, it took me a long time to get to the point where I pretty much don't need to think about my camera settings. And it'll take you time to get there yourself. But hopefully this episode and the previous episodes and other stuff on my podcast will help you to get there quicker than I did. See, by having your camera settings sorted, what will happen is that you'll start to get consistency in your images, whatever it is that you take photos of. Your images will start to get their own look and feel, especially if you take the same approach to image processing. And and with this, you get your own look, your own style. This will emerge. And for me, this was the exciting bit. I started to get my own look. So why is this a good thing? Well, people know what they're going to get when they commission me to photograph the building. They can see it on my website and it's a repeatable style that I create every time. And I've worked for clients multiple times and each time the new photos sit nicely with the other photos. They all sit happily together as though they were taken at the same time. And they look like they were taken by the same photographer. And they look like they were designs created by the same architect. So it's, this is golden, really, for, um, well, not just for me, for my clients, even more so for my clients, because their portfolio sits together nicely because um, everything's been done in the same way. Another unexpected bonus is I enjoy my photography more these days as I've got over all that faff and uncertainty of not knowing what settings I need to use. I don't need to think about it. I just, it's like instinct. Well, it's all dialed in now. And if you need to change things to get the best photo that you can, then that's just fine. Do what I've told you though, and you'll need to do this a lot less. So when I say these are my settings, these are my settings, but if I need to change something, I will do, but I try not to unless I really have to. Big takeaway, <laughs> big takeaway, that's that's making me feel hungry actually. Well, the big takeaway is this, camera settings that I use work for me. I don't change them unless I have to. Find your best settings and learn how to use them. Find your own way and practice, practice, practice. Related episodes, well, there's even more now, aren't there? We've got episode 100, why are there so many camera settings? I'm confused, help me. I don't want to repeat this title again because I'm hating it now. I mean, this is the episode that started this sequence of episodes off. And then I started to break things down with episode 101. Camera settings, one, things that you can set and forget. Episode two, camera settings, things that you might change when out taking photos. And episode 103, camera settings, the things that you set for each photo. And let's not forget, oh, sorry, I'm going on a bit here, aren't I? Let's not forget the last episode, which was 10 camera settings for beginners. Let's keep things nice and simple. I'm not going to repeat them again, even though the next episode, 106, is about program mode. Okay, so I'm I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to spare that repetition. So episode 106, program mode, what is it? Is it okay for me to use it? Spoiler alert. No, no, I'm not going to do that. This is a question that arose from the previous episodes, which I want to answer. 
you might be surprised by the answer. Shout out, shout out to me and my course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer. Find out <laughs> how to become a real estate photographer. I can't believe I got that wrong. That's shocking. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses. Eh? Why not? Eh? Okay, I'm done. Thank you for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast. To find out more about my podcast and do stuff to help me, please check out photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start brought to you by well this episode was brought to you by a lovely cup of tea thank you yorkshire i've been rick mcavoy thanks again very much for listening to me and for giving me 10 minutes of your valuable time and i will see you on the next episode cheers from me rick my brand new course how to become a real estate photographer straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career is available to buy now find out more at rick forward slash courses